294 note streaks, baby. Ah! Thank you for the yell. You're welcome. It's it's 294. We're here. We're ready to fucking make our way through the rest of the what what is this? Is this the the Round finals five. for the finals? Round 5. Are we in the quarterfinals? Is that what this is? I have no fucking clue. Uh I think it's about to get nasty up in here. Yeah, it's about to get yeah. weird. We're in the nasty zone. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. Uh, my name is Riley. I use he and they pronouns. And we're here. And we're going to be... We're going to have to fucking think today. We're going to say some things today. It is important <laughs> to remember that everyone's music taste is different. Everyone's music taste is important and personal to them. And so just don't be fucking nasty to people who say mm-hmm. things about music people can have different musical opinions as long as they don't harm nobody this may be a nasty zone but we we are not nasty people about music tastes or anything mm-hmm. really but you know <laughs> we did make the zone i guess we're responsible for that yeah we built the zone but it's one of those things where we we zone. stay nasty we zone. stay in the nasty zone because we are afraid of what we create. We show up so you don't have to. Uh, but we hey got a thirty-minute timer. We're gonna yeah, see. We'll probably finish round five in this thirty minutes. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, it's it's going. Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, I I yelled at Google. Cliffs of Dover versus Less Talk More Rock. This is this is this is this is it. This is the matchup. I think their respective. Uh, peaks of what they're doing. I agree, but I I don't I don't have any like hesitation saying Cliffs of Dover goes forward. I want to try to fight you on it. I just because I want to slow down Cliffs of Dover. We've slowed down every other big hitter. We've knocked out a few big hitters. I think that there are songs that could slow or beat Cliffs of Dover in the running. Uh, as much as I have lauded Less Talk More Rock up to this point. I stand by that. It's I think it's justifiably beaten the things it's beaten. Um I just I I don't think I don't think it stands up to Cliffs of Dover uh, by really any merit. <laughs> yeah, I mean they fill two different completely different needs and I'm playing Cliffs of, I'm playing a uh, less talk in my head right now trying to I have listened to that song see. a lot recently. It's really good. The way it continues to pick up speed and momentum like just like a chaotic ball falling down the stairs, just to then slow back down or uh, have actually, the instruments drop out. For it the doesn't. Verse. It doesn't actually go as far as I. I think I want it to. Uh, in that building, it always like the vocals always come in sooner. I always think it's gonna go like another round, and that's kind of the effect that it has, just like to have you wanting more. And I do think it ends very very well, but I don't know. It's it's really good. It's an A plus. Yep. I just I think you know we're we're comparing a ninety six to a ninety eight. I think that's fair. I don't think there's anything I can say that Freeze Pop does that Cliffs of Dover won't do for you as much. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I can. Cl- Cliffs of Dover just feels like it's just kind of like an extra push. It's not just uh, like it's it's beyond incredible of its class. It's like a perfection of its class. It's it's an S rank. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I love Let's Talk More Rock. I do. Too. I think it's poppy. I think it's fun, but I don't. Such a good, such a good pop song. <sighs> I yeah, I can't. Glad, I glad can't it made it this it far. Anything. It deserves to be here. All right. As does Cliffs of Dover deserve to uh to to fight some stronger battle. Um, and let's pick what it's gonna go up against next. You said stronger battles. I feel like Let's Talk More Rock was str- as strong as either of these can possibly be for against Cliffs. You might be right. 
That it, it there there's a world where it goes up against woman. I'll, I'll say Ooh. that. Who? And we are currently looking at that's the future. Joe. There's also also it could go up against woman. Y Y Z. Carry on wayward son. We're in it. These are all great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are. We are. We are legitimately in it. We are getting the cream of the crop. And the, the fact the that songs cream. have gotten this, the fact that songs have gotten this far is uh, a tremendous feat. And then there's some cases where it's like, how did they get this far? <laughs> Nearly every contender in this round deserves to be in yeah. this round. This is we're, we're getting to like the final cleanup. The like the 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 gym. I don't know what's the, gonna happen. I don't know either. Yeah. I you know what yep. it's we just gotta keep going. <laughs> I sit and for this one for Rebel Yell by Billy Idol versus One Big Holiday by My Morning Jacket. I love, I love One Big Holiday. They're, these these songs are both good. I think personal preference. I prefer one bit how One Big Holiday sounds. I think in the context of Guitar Hero, they're just kind of evenly matched. They are. They're evenly matched. And here's what I'm thinking is like. They both have grooves. They both have things that you can fall into and enjoy. I think that, like, yeah. Billy Idol's, the Billy Idol song, Getting In and Out, I guess it's not In and Out. It's almost five minutes long. Yeah. It's very good. I like it a lot. And imagining, like, if I was making the perfect Guitar Hero playlist out of these and I had to pick a song to be in my second, uh, second set list, the second difficulty level, or third even, like, mm-hmm. I think this is a good one to be in that slot that you'll feel good playing and you'll enjoy. I think this song, I feel like the, my, my biggest disconnect with this song is that it's built around the vocals, which completely makes sense, and that's fine. Uh, I think it's just, in this context, we've, we've really focused on how guitarists sound. Um, whereas, like, in the, the contrast of Big Morning Jacket, where, like, some of that song is built around vocals, not the parts that really shine with the guitar. Like, it kind of goes back and forth. It gives both equal uh, equal amounts to, like, exist and hang out. Yeah, but for the most part, I feel like this Billy Idol song is the guitar is built around complementing the, the vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Except that there is, like, a solo in it. Yeah. Complementing the vocal performance is fun, too. Like, when you're playing, it gives you the feeling <sighs> of when you're playing and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm a part of this that is building up sure. the, the whole of the band. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a very solid mid game song. After after the solo, there is a very long period of nothing happening on the guitar, mm-hmm. and that might be killer at this stage. Yeah, that's just that's the thing. It's like there's a value of that, but I just don't think the ending of the song. Like, I don't think the last chorus justifies that building up to anything. Which is, but then you know, then you have the the contrast of one big holiday, which doesn't necessarily build. It just mm-hmm goes back to what it did before and it's still good mm. i think there's solos in the back half of that song there, there are definitely solos in the back half of one i'm Big pretty holiday. sure i just and haven't i'm gonna pull them up because i haven't heard it some several hours ago <laughs> yeah one big holiday sits at that like it it hits the level it's at and then it keeps moving at that level yeah like it'll slow down but it will still stay at the kind of intensity it is mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think the i think rebel yale has more kind of Oh, there's the lyrics, damn it. Rebel Yell has more kind of, not depth, that's the wrong word. It does a little bit more in its space. But my favorite part of One Big Holiday is when we come out of the cool riff and the cool like pre- like build to the where the vocals come in just out of nowhere, like reverb, like a guy is shouting 30 feet away from a microphone in an empty concert hall. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's very it's like a powerful image for me and I love mm-hmm. it a lot. Also the 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 way it it builds from the chorus to that I'm surprised I I want to say iconic it's not really but it feels like it should be yeah. uh that that yeah. like guitar the uh, you know that guitar lick it that that build up is so good and then it just kind of well, like it's playing with iconic ideas it's playing with songs yeah. and I like ideals that we already know from other songs and it's mm-hmm. it's recontextualizing them and so it's like if you listen to other songs you go oh that's what one big holiday was doing and I think that's something cool that it does is that it is like it is structured in such a way that it shows what these old songs did and it's mm-hmm. really exciting it's exciting as a love letter oh yeah absolutely yeah. and uh yeah and i mean the outro is like it lets you down gentle it's real good it's yeah uh it's it's a masterfully put together track and rebel yell is uh, rebel yell is like a b plus to me yeah i know i know you don't like rebel yell as much i also do love one big holiday and i'm down with seeing it in the next round yeah it's gonna get stomped in the next round yeah, it's the thing is like the the it's it's really hard to like be like well one of these songs is going up against Cliffs of Dover and like I think both of these songs potentially could have beaten Let's Talk More Rock if the seating mm-hmm. was just slightly different. Yep. But yeah, Cliffs of Dover just hits really really hard. Yep. But that's a conversation for next time. Yep. One big holiday progresses. I don't know what to do with this next one. This feels like you know how we were saying wow these are nothing but big hitters. You don't want either of these songs to go forward. Honestly, this is a, can we go back and, no. and get, go your own way? No, uh, no, that, that was a very <laughs> contained instance, which will never be replicated. Uh, but this next matchup is 21st Century Schizoid Man up against Smells Like Teen Spirit, which, yeah, Riley has been like hesitant to put both of these forward the multiple times they've won and gotten to round five. And, and that's because, I mean, like, they are both good, and they've been up against, you know, kind of weird matchups that they just are, you know, they have their benefits to, to to top them. If I had to pick between these two songs, I would say 21st Century. Really? Really. I don't like Smells Like Teen Spirit that much. Yeah. I, I, I are really you think... leaning the other way? Have you turned into the Nirvana Respecter? Is this where you tear off your shirt and no. under it is a Nevermind t-shirt? <laughs> Absolutely not. I think, um... I think the way 21st Century Schizoid Man like builds itself up and lets loose is considerably more valuable than the way that uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit builds and then peters out again. In the way that like a lot of Nirvana songs in this chart have done, they just like they kind of build the last chorus hits harder than the other choruses did, and then it's over. And that's you know that's not what that's not what the band is necessarily reduced to, but like these mm-hmm. singles kind of are mm-hmm. in a way when you group them together for Guitar Hero. Um, and I just think, you know, like like 21st Century Schizoid Man is like Guitar Hero 5's Psychobilly Freakout. And it's, you know, it's it's in a very specific spot and it uh, contains with that spot really well. Like it's a it's a, it's a song with good grooves. It's uh, it's got its erratic parts. It's it's an iconic song within its genre and outside of that. Uh, it's good. And I, I, I do think I agree that it should go forward here. Mm hmm. I I def- I defended a Nirvana song multiple times. You but did it. This is the face turn. Yeah, I I do think, I do think it uh it, this is where it stops. Um, so what's gonna go up against Twenty First Century Schizoid Man? Well, either Sneak Out by Rose Hill Drive or Bleed American. And hmm, the, the here's the trouble I run into. 
I think I I love Bleed American. I really, really do. Sneak Out's a very good Guitar Hero song. It's what I would expect. If I was to hit random on Guitar Hero, I'd expect a song that sounds just like Sneak Out to turn on. I, I think Bleed American fits that description the same. It's just we know Jimmy Eat World a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it stands out more in our mind just because Jimmy Eat World was a band that stands out more. Mm-hmm. They had more than one good song. Bleed American is a tight three minutes. Yeah. And it is like, it's not like the Bon Jovi problem where we say this is just not as good as the other one because this shows a different side of, uh, of of the musicians than the middle necessarily does. Yeah, this is extremely good. Like this is like, I, it sounds good. It's doing cool stuff. I think that in the second verse, it does do like some slightly different stuff with the guitar and the levels in it. I would argue, to listen to. I would argue if I was making a set list and I was trying to think what song do I start with, this might be the best pick. This might be the best mm-hmm. track one. I think that's a strong pick. Whereas Rose, Rose Hill Drive is probably not maybe my second choice for like a mid-tier song. There's just so many good mid-tier songs, I think, is where that gets muddied a little bit. If you played a set, I would not remember that you played Sneak Out. I would remember that you played Bleed American. It's got that energy to it. It's more than just like mm-hmm. the a- what the actual guitar is playing. It's just... Uh, the, the like the way the guitar is mixed with everything else mm-hmm. it's the ephemeral x factor in music uh-huh but the thing is on like on top of that the guitar is really good like there's uh like like around that two minute mark you get like mm-hmm. not even necessarily a solo but so much as like a spotlight shined on the riff of the song um yes which is one of my favorite kinds of solos when you're doing like you, 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 the guitar does like, you remember what the lyrics did? Like, here, like, this is it. And mm. we're like, now all, jamming all it's the missing fuck is like halftime in the last half of it. That's like, it is so close to being a quintessential perfect single to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, I, I'm going to listen to Sneak Out just for, just for context. With what Sneak Out does, I feel deeply that like it's in the same close enough vein to Wolf Mother that it is like, We've just we've it's, just heard it done better. Is is like yeah, exactly. And I don't know that I've heard what Jimmy Eat World does in Bleed American, like done as well as how Jimmy Eat World does it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring up any other. It doesn't do the Bon Jovi thing again of what we thought about. Where like I would rather be listening to blank because when I listen to Jimmy Eat World, when I listen to Bleed American, I want to listen to the rest of Bleed American. Yeah. When I listen to Sneak Out, I want to go like listen to Wolf Mother. <laughs> yeah. And, like, in my heart, in my heart, that puts Bleed American forward. Yeah, like, Rose Hill Drive never really pushes the envelope in any way. It's just kind of, we did this thing for three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm reading these comments on the video, apparently they're great live. <laughs> Maybe they push the envelope there, they jam a bit, but it's just, it's not in the song. So, yeah, I think I'm putting Bleed American forward. I agree with that. I know we were just talking about how like we didn't want two Guns N' Roses song getting that deep, but there might be two bleed, like two songs from Bleed American, but also two songs by Jimmy Eat World that deep in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I think one of those things that it re- this uh, kind of shows is what everyone always knows is that Jimmy Eat World is slept on as a really good band. Yes. yes! <laughs> if there's anything we want you to take away from this podcast, listener, it's that Jimmy Eat World. Fucking rules! <laughs> the reprise of Jimmy Eat World shreds. It's back again. Oh, they Jimmy still shred. Eat World, 
Come on, BBMB. Please. Uh, rescue the band. So, Flying V bracket. Speaking, speaking of, of Wolf Mother, our first matchup of Flying V, they actually don't have as many rounds as every other one does. So these two, we're oh, gonna, there's God. two matchups left in Flying V. Both of these go to the big boy stage. Okay. And I'm Holy looking at them. Shit, we, God. I, I think I know how the first one's going to go. I don't know how the second one's going to go. But well, let's, let's wrap up the first one then so that yeah. way we can get to the second one. Yeah. Woman by Wolf Mother. Well, speak of the devil and it shall arrive. Mm-hmm. Versus the Villa de Viesquez by uh, the Mars Volta. I have swung for the Mars Volta every opportunity I've gotten. I stand by it. I've said this every time a song is lost. Uh, that I've been like, you know what? It's Menace Match. Um, yep. it's, it's hard to top woman. <laughs> woman is really good. It's so good. And it's not that this song is two like Wolf Mother albums off the back of woman and no other song is as good as it. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, it's, oh, it's them at their best. It's, it's, it's mm. that style of, of guitar playing and like, uh, mm. even just like mixing like that, that genre, uh, at one of its peaks mm. and I don't know if it's going to win the whole thing. It's, I'm, I'm sure it'll meet its match by like a, a weird left field pick, but. Yeah, who knows if it meets, wins the whole thing. But right now, it is a Flying V finalist A. And yes. it deserves that. It will be going up against the SG finalist B. We don't know that yet. But. What's, what's Flying V B going to be? Flying V B is going to be one of two. It's going to be Crazy on You by Heart. Or Monsters by Matchbook Romance. Joe? Whew, what a fascinating matchup. It is because they are incomparable, and yet we must. They're both actually, they both have some staccato playing. Because Crazy mm-hmm. on You does have, like, the acoustic intro. All, all of those notes are very syncopated. It's not like chords that kind of riff together. It's mm-hmm. like you, you feel every note of Crazy on You and you feel every note of Monsters, but they're doing it in such vastly different ways. Crazy on You is like, I don't know, it feels, it's like a proto-Western song. And then mm-hmm. uh, Monsters is like spooky. Monster, yeah, Monsters is doing that to set a vastly different tone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the, and, and then like its chorus, you know, turns into this like, you know, very good alt-rock track. Um, it, it mixes its you know, it's different ingredients up really, really well. And Crazy on You is just like peak heart, you know? And here's one thing that we have brought up before. We've we've had to reposition this question multiple times. Matchbook Romance's Monsters, I think, lives on as an entire song. You bring up quite often the question of, does Crazy on You rely on its vocals? Listening to it, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think their heart as, heart as a band is vocal-driven, and I think... You know, it's I, the thing is, I don't feel like at any point Crazy on You was written about like around the vocal. Like this guitar does stand on its own. Like it opens with an acoustic, like uh, mm-hmm. almost flamenco piece in places. Yeah, guitar is constantly doing something interesting and on its own. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's it's a it's a riff that shines. I th- I think it, it's it's a it's reserved when she is singing, um, like mm-hmm. in the in in the verses. Well, you say reserved, but if you turn that motherfucker up, it's doing little diddlies left and right. It yeah, is like it's, it's, yeah, constantly it's, it, doing it, interesting It knows shit. when to shine. Is what I'm. Is like, it's not just like you know at eleven the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like she'll like she'll stop singing. It'll do a diddly. She'll sing another line. It'll do a diddly. Like that stuff rules. Mm-hmm. They they are both like 
they're they are equally heavy hitters in this song. It just also happens mm-hmm. that one of the greatest vocalists ever. <laughs> yeah. Or at least vocal deliveries in this song. I haven't, you know, studied the heart backlog. Um the tones are so good. The the transition they from are. the acoustic tones to the electric is so good. The two minutes and thirty seconds when we enter into the bridge, also fantastic. Yeah, it's such an underrated changeup, especially in the guitar. Monsters has so much happening as well. We talked about the hand claps the last time Monsters came around, and like the hand claps mixed with like the way that the the guitar at the beginning slides up and down. It feels like when you, it feels like the visual of something slinking towards you in the dark. Yeah, no, it's it is masterful at setting a tone immediately too not yes. even 20 oh, yeah. seconds in and i'm like i know exactly what the fuck is happening and i know that i'm watching a live action scooby-doo movie uh-huh. <laughs> like fuck it rules it rules oh no absolutely rules simple plan was in the first live action scooby-doo movie and it should have been matchbook romance i don't think this song was out yet was it i don't know what year is this i think the li- I think the live-action Scooby-Doo movie was when my parents were still together. Uh, it was early this- 2000s. Was Scoop- you know what? This is going to paint absolutely mm-hmm. how I feel about this movie. Was Monsters Island before or after 9-11? I want to say it was before, but I'll check. Scooby-Doo. No, not Zombie Island. Is it, is it just called Scooby-Doo? It's 2002. 2002. Yeah, this song's 2006. Damn. So Scooby-Doo caused my parents' divorce. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. When was this shot? Because there is a lot of plane travel in this movie. <laughs> Anyways, that's, a, that's another podcast discussion. Monsters does shred. I think Crazy on You is incredible. I think it's very fucking good. I got to the, I got to the break, like, not breakdown, but, like, change up after the second chorus, and I think I might be leaning Monsters. Yeah. Damn. Was this song in Monsters Unleashed? What year was that? 2004. Damn it! And there will never be a good live action movie ever again by Scooby Doo. I, I'm gonna say it, Joe. I put Monsters forward. Oh, I think I do too. Yeah. Wild. You know, there are so many songs I think Crazy on You could have beaten to go farther, but I think yeah, Um, Flying VB finalist is Monsters. And it will go up against, let me scroll over here. It'll go up against uh, the winner of Explorer A, which is exactly where we're going now. Oh, my God. All right. Copy and paste monsters. I'll go get the leader of Explorer A and bring This it is on a over. conversation. This is definitely the rest of this episode, I think. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, Joe, read let's it to dive the in. listener. Let's dive in. All right. We talked, we've talked about this a couple times, but... Uh, just because I use it as an example, but more than a feeling by Boston is up against Cheap Tricks Surrender uh, for the the spot on the big boy board. Uh, the the fin- the Explorer A finalist. There will be two songs that walk off of Explorer. Um, one of them will be one of these, and I you know what I gotta listen to him. Surrender does a lot. Surrenders good it's enjoyable it's a first level song it's fun it's slick gets in gets out it opens up guitar hero 2 in such a phenomenal way it's why i know the song it's why i definitely saw naruto amvs of it yeah mommy's all right daddy's all right they just seem a little weird yeah but listening to this song joe i don't think it can possibly in any way hold up to more than a feeling i'm gonna have to listen to them both yeah of course of course absolutely 
Because like this song's good. It goes. It's a it's a How blast. How many to times to. does this song have a key change? It Three? keeps going up. Every chorus, it goes up. It's which is such a I can't believe One, they pulled it off. Two, <laughs> frankly. Three. No, wait, it doesn't go up the second. It doesn't go up after. I think it, I think it goes up chorus. in the last one, but I think it has two key changes. I think so, because I think it comes out with the uh, uh, whatever happened. I think that's the last. The, yeah, the this last is this change. is a song you can listen to on repeat. It's so good. It's iconic. It inspired mm-hmm. that '70s show opening. It's which is you know the peak of uh, musical importance. Um, exactly. It's an all right stand in JoJo. I'm going to pull up more than a feeling, which I think I think what's going to set this apart is just like both of these songs are fucking phenomenal. But mm-hmm. I think I think I think there's something about more than a feeling that does feel like it's it's, it's something about it is transcendent. It is an S rank. There's the, the feeling of hitting the blue note at the intro and then just hitting the whammy bar over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't whammy. I don't like how it changes the sound. I, I liked to a lot as a kid because it, it was like my showboating and I had a broken fucking guitar and it just fucking <laughs> slapped against the the thing. This wastes no time in getting to the, the chorus. It really doesn't. It gives you, here's the verse, here's what you need to know, here's the guitar coming into the chorus, here's the... Yeah, bam, 40 seconds in, that lick dan, comes dan. in. Yep. One of the You're best... Already here. God. The, and the way the clapping like juxtaposes it, they're not clapping in the same pattern as the riffs. Yeah. God, they're so good. What maybe one of the best like strumming patterns I've heard maybe ever. Stands yeah. the test of time. I think it's more than a feeling. I deeply do. I want to listen to deeper in. I want to listen to this solo. Yeah, the way that last verse builds into that chorus. It's really good. It yeah, it's more than a feeling is a genuinely transcendent of like maybe the best uh this this style of rock there is uh unless it ends mm-hmm. up going up against like i don't know like it's uh guns and roses song which is where we it know what it's going up against oh it's fuck. going up against a monster it's going up against monsters and i guess we'll have that conversation and deal with it then uh but God. i agree yes more than a feeling is our first finalist from explorer and now we're gonna figure out what the other one is oh God. and it is a matchup between Nuvuele e Linzuola by Negramaro. Versus The Middle by James Eat World. Jimothy oh. Edith the World. Here's the thing. Jimmy's a wardo. All right, go on. I can hear this first part of this verse, and I can imagine, like, when you, you know, when you're really jamming to a song and you, like, have your eyes closed and you're doing a fake, like, one arm out sing to, like, nobody. Like, that's the energy that this verse gives me, just immediately puts me in. I think it rips. I think the guitar behind it is good. I think the song builds amazing. I love the middle. Joe, what are your thoughts? I don't know. It's hard. Is this the hardest? (laughs) It might be, dude. (laughs) It's super fucking hard. It's super hard. Because I got I to gotta break away from this song go listen to the middle. Oh, the one at 140 of, uh, of Novella Elanzola, the change-up there happens there as it goes into yeah. the bridge is very fun. Yeah, it's like a mid-chorus change. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I want to go back. It has a echo at the end of a, or like a group yell at the end of one line only. Oh, yeah, that's that good shit. Only once. Yeah. 
and then it just slides right back into the chorus out of a completely different feel and you're just like you have that kind of like holy shit it's sunny out uh-huh. let's go let's fucking do it yeah i wish i liked Let, the vocal performance on... a little bit more but as well like with the rest of the instrumentation like i do think i i do think i would put this over the middle i agree let me hit the middle god that intro verse is a lot it's so the intro like lick is just like Here's the problem. May- Everybody I- loves the middle. You could play the middle anywhere. It transcends. It anything. does, yeah. Everyone's heard it at some point. You you hit the you hit it and everybody is like leaning on the edge of a barricade, fucking shouting every word because humans come pre-programmed with the middle inside of them. Uh-huh. I think it's the best version of like a everything is gonna be alright song. Uh-huh. Trans girl anthem. <sighs> Trans girl anthem. They're both perfect. Like, they're both amazing songs to me. It's fun. It's just fun. Yep. Yep. It's not overly diddly. It is just like a jam. To- yeah. So, the Negramara song has much more variation um, mm-hmm. uh, and like different stuff it pulls in the verses. Uh, Jimmy World is, is con- so consistent. It really is just the one thing three times with a solo in the middle. But that thing just feels so goddamn good. It is the best this thing three times I've maybe ever heard. Um, and I, I I almost think, like, coming back to this right after listening to Bleed American is going to do it an injustice because I don't think it hits as hard as Bleed American. Like, I mean, they're doing mm-hmm. two vastly different things, and I'm not saying I'm they listening are. to the middle wishing, wishing I was listening to Bleed American because um, they're both, like, peak what they are doing respectively. I just think in the context of Guitar Hero jimmy eat world or not jimmy World, but the middle the middles like would be my second choice i think for opening Mm -hmm. like a like a game it would be it would be your encore you would open your encore with the middle yeah because you hear that it's vastly different energies yeah i think it's novella elanzuola i truly do i love the middle and here we are in the fucking in the semi-finals like this is like after this we step up to the final stage at Evo where uh-huh. we will be presenting the final performance of the Sonic Box come on this podcast. Yeah, we hold <laughs> on, let me look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We are picking the final sixteen. Mm-hmm. We have picked three of the final sixteen. This is the fourth pick, and it is between these two songs, and I I agree with you. I think it's the Negromaro track. And again. Jimmy Eat World deserves to have gotten this far and honestly have another leg still moving. Yeah, forward. I honestly like I, I I feel a little better with like knowing like, you know, it would have been between those two at one point anyway. And I feel like this is the way it, it, it is, you know, supposed to go in this context. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that's it. That's the episode. We have finished this. We are. It feels I love this feeling. This is uh-huh. awesome. We, we are in we, it. We have decided a fourth of the the final stage the big boy bracket and we are never looking back at explorer again these are the only two songs that have survived explorer yep a lot was in this division and out of it we have our two shining beacons that will move on to the final 16 we're here we're ready to go joe where can they find you on the internet twitter.com slash ghost of joe ghost of j oh uh, just go there, look at the tweets. It's great. Where are you on the internet, Riley? You can find me on Twitter at RevRyeBread. That's Rev like Reverend, Rye Bread like Top 16 Bread. 
I'm I'm excited. I'm so fucking hype. You can buy my games at linksmithgames.com. You can listen to some of my other shows. Find them on Twitter. It's awesome. This is good. This is the best one. Also, <laughs> pause. Pause, everybody. You should support the Orange Grove's Patreon because on there we have another great bracket podcast called Champs in the Making where we have put a bracket of two, eight, all 809 Pokemon that existed currently as we are recording this. None of the uh, the Sword and Shield stuff. But we have a revolving panel of Orange Grove's hosts that just come in whenever they're ready and just and some not even hosts. And we just rate Pokemon. Yeah, Jay just is there just put one over the other. <laughs> Jay's there a and lot. Carly. Yep. Her, her awesome. podcast debut. Uh, but yeah, check that out. That's at the $10 level with um, also test pilots and some other bonus stuff, but uh, not as consistent as the uh, cut content or champs in the making. Um, but yeah. Today in my life, Joe, I feel so strongly <laughs> that you can get out there and enjoy music. Hell yeah. You know I love music, Skip. <laughs> you know me and music go way back. But you should enjoy it.